Doc Fermento discovers the world, unlocking secrets held by geeks, gurus, and experimenters. I'm Brian Davis, the host of the show. This is episode 27, Seeker 1, To the Mothership. Here I catch up with Maurice Small. In episode 26, I helped him pack up his soil and worms and hit the road. And now, about a month later, I finally got a chance to catch up with him. My neighbor's got a um, leaf blower happening right now, so I don't know if you can hear it or not. <laughs> I sure can. <laughs> yeah. So it's not it's not the quiet street line, uh, people walking up and down to the corner store neighborhood as before. Mm-hmm. The people here they use chemicals on their lawns, leaf blowers. Um, I was watching one guy to the west of me. He had a old riding lawnmower, and the thing was spitting out blue fumes the whole time he was cutting grass. <laughs> And it wasn't just fumes yeah. that you could you know, see in the air for like 10 feet. It was fumes that were <laughs> surrounding him for like, you know, hours, it seemed like. And he's probably fortunately, some... the wind was east blowing towards his direction. So I didn't have to consume that carbon monoxide. But it was, um, it was tremendous, man. So, yeah, different, different neighborhood up here. He's probably some crazy old timer still pumping leaded gas into his machines. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yep. So let's get caught up. What brought you? What was the big change? Why did you uh, go to Raleigh? Well, the the reason to go on the Raleigh was no work. Work myself out of a job. That's my goal. You know, be somewhere for three, four, five years, train people, mm-hmm. do my job, mm-hmm. and on stepping. If I could find work in Northern Ohio, trust me, I'd still be there, but it was a tough year to 2011, and the work wasn't lining up enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So we did a national search and got a few calls back from coast to coast, New York to California, and spots in between, but we couldn't get a, um, couldn't get a good enough contract. So North Carolina popped its head into the picture and we negotiated the contract for about a month and a half and everything worked out, came down and visited and everything was good. Everything's still good. You know? Mm. You still urban? Yeah, man. We're southeast side of southwest side of Raleigh. So I could be at my job, my office in about by car, five minutes. By bike, it takes about 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. I could be in downtown Raleigh by car in about eight, ten minutes. By bike in about 15, 20. Nice. Um, we, got a, we got a farmer's market here. And the farmer's market is right next to my office. So, you <laughs> know, I'm getting to know all these good farmer's markets. Farmers and everything's local grown. Um, my family's really enjoying the fresh local flavors and there's so much to learn of course when you go to a new environment but also 
there's a lot to um, to see and do. So, you know, it. I don't regret leaving Ohio. I do regret leaving back my friends and family. But I am working on, you know, new friends and family down here. And we got uh, my my wife. She does have cousins down here. So it's nice that we have some family for her. And, you know, things are things are well. That's good to hear. Things are well. That's great. We uh, <clears throat> managed to get over to your old place and uh, uh-huh. g- gather up a lot of the goodies that you left behind. It's about okay. um, four truckloads of soil. Wow. Is a lot of firewood. The backyard? Yeah, we started in the back. We started in one of the, the low bin. You know that little low bin filled up yeah. an F-250 and my pickup. Just the little wow, bit that was that left. that one bin. That one bin that was like that one bin. half empty, half full. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> so that was it for that day. And then uh, we had to come back the next day. Or a little few days later, we started on the front yard, and that's just, uh-huh. I, I don't have enough trucks for that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mowed a that's little, pretty amazing. Mowed, mm-hmm, mowed a little lawn and um, saved whatever plants we could, especially the kale. Uh-huh. What was the soil microbe life looking like up there? The um, that the backyard bin was fully cycled. That was just more like um, um, what do they call that? The worm, um, castings. Oh, so it's just okay. completely okay. finished. I mean, that's what people would pay top dollar for. You could make um, you know, compost tea out of that. Right. That's right. really popular. But yeah, it's it's to the eye lifeless because all the bugs have moved out all the creepy crawlers and critters it's just the castings i mean it's it's black gold right and and in the front yard oh man i don't know when you got started with those jerusalem artichokes but those things took over that was just last year yeah oh my i pulled those for a good half hour but the amazing thing is with that soil, there's no digging. To you just extract a plant and just pull it out. You can stick your right. up to your middle of your forearm into that soil. Wow. Nice. Nice. And so we spread and, it. We've uh, got it all over the place. My mom, both my uncles, um, our place, my sister. I mean, that you're five plus gardens, you know, are getting benefit yeah. out of this in several counties. Lorraine County, Cuyahoga County, Erie County. Wow. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That's that's what it's supposed to do, man. Um, we, we packed up 200 five-gallon buckets on the truck, and everything has been, I think we kept about, 15 to share with people here as inoculant and everything else is going into raised beds 
You know, I haven't I haven't posted those photographs yet of the raised beds down here yet. But uh, of course, stuff is coming up. There's squash coming up, tomatoes coming up, cantaloupe coming up, watermelon coming up by itself. So yeah, we there was we saved although there was a bunch of watermelon plants in your bins, and um, we we brought. Um, I don't know if you ever met him. Our, we, I call him Farmer John. He's. I showed you his garden, his farm in um. Avon. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a yeah, green. He's all he's all green through and through, and he was just exploring your place like a child, like, it, with wild-eyed wonderment. He wasn't even talking. He was just looking and looking and looking, and he would find the littlest thing. He's like, no, 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 stop! Like what? He's like, look <laughs> at that plant. Like, save that one. I'm like, what is that? It's a little Wally plant. That's not... I mean, he'd get in there and save that. Looking in in things, behind things, moving rocks and peeking. Wow. I mean, he's like a child in there. He was... I'm telling you, he didn't even talk the first hour he was there. Um, wow. Yeah. Nice. Pretty much all he had to say about the soil was the best fucking soil he ever saw. That's kind of the way he talks. Well, I'm I'm honored. I'm honored. Really am. I'm honored that you guys got it, man. I'm honored that, you know, you brought the uh, Farmer John out and whoever else out and everyone was able to partake and take some back. You know, that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's community. I couldn't take it all with me. I need a whole truck, whole 26-foot box truck. <laughs> yeah. But that wouldn't make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense at all. Um all that we took created we created beds down here that are four foot by nine foot by twenty let's see nine and nine uh, they're about thirty two inches tall okay so nine foot long by four inches by mm-hmm. by four feet wide by thirty two inches tall okay. and we create four of those in the backyard okay. Is the bottom a um, big carbonish carbon layer, like six to eight inches thick? No, it's um, it's a good three inches of cardboard. That's it. Oh, that's it. Oh, wow. yeah, wow. we didn't have enough. And the uh, the idea was that we use all the cardboard that we moved with to put into the bottom. Oh, wow, yeah, <laughs> perfect. We didn't have to go out and get any cardboard. It was already here with us. As, oh, as we just threw it in there. Yeah, I've been on that cardboard gathering mission that's yeah. i don't like that yeah it's tough it's a tough mission and so, the, the front yard has got um the beds are four foot wide again but it's nine 36 feet long one big long 36 foot bed by about 12 inches high and it's um that's where all the soil went that's that's awesome. So uh, we were talking before. I said you're basically plug and play. You just went, plant and go. No, no waiting. No nothing. No waiting. Yeah. So and it's already going. The people that come by, it's been about three weeks, and the people that come by uh, from my work that I bring over to give them the example of what we're going to do in the city in the urban environment, they're all like, "How'd you get this done in like less than two weeks?" And it was like, you know, just like you say, plug and play. Yep. Get it. Get the wood. Build it up, get the cardboard, build it up, put in your compost, and off you go. That's super cool. So do you want to talk about who you're working for or 
Is that out there yet? Yeah, it's out there. I'm working for a group called the Interfaith Food Shuttle. They've been around over 20 years, and they are an agency that goes around to different corporate food entities and gleans food from them. So we we got about 15 different refrigerated trucks that go out every day, six days a week, and these trucks pick up from Whole Foods. They pick up from, uh, what's that place in Westlake? The fancy plates in Westlake. Um, Westlake? Yeah. Trader Joe's? Yeah. They pick up from Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. They would pick up from places like a place down here called Harris Teeter. There's um, Piggly Wiggly's and, you mm-hmm. know, whoever. Whoever, but yeah, right, right. Supermarkets, the food that's about to expire. You know, it's still fresh, but it's about to expire. Okay. A day or two away from expiring. We send out groups of volunteers to different farms and harvest sweet potatoes, harvest strawberries, harvest turnips, collard greens, cabbage. I mean, whatever the farmer has that is going to go rotten in the field in a week or two, this guy calls up the food shuttle and says, yo, I need people out here next week. You know, I got to fill the turnips. They got to come up because I only got a market for, you know, 20 acres of them, mm-hmm. and I got five acres that are going to go bad. Come get them. Okay. We have a volunteer coordinator that organizes everybody, and they get out to this farm, and they start picking. And we have a truck or two, two trucks come out with boxes, and, you know, everything begins to flow. Um, we have a nutrition program. The nutrition program is such that we'll go into neighborhoods and communities and teach people how to prepare their food. Um, you know, hmm. how not to use too much grease or, you know, different things or I know you, you're a big fan of grease there, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, the right sources, there's bad and there's just like anything else, you know? Right. There's bad stuff. There's good stuff, but yeah, man. And now your wife is the fermentation prophet. <laughs> so she can bring that flavor. Thanks heals, to you. Heal some guts. <laughs> Thanks to Dr. Fermento. <laughs> you guys, you took good lessons from me about soil creation and planting garlic. Uh-huh. And you gave up the lesson of fermentation, man. And we're running with it like nobody's busy. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so great. That is just oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. many times prophets have worked together in the past, but... <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah, man. And um, I just knew that she had to jump to the next level because if we're moving away from, you know, Dr. Fermento, I can't get my source of kimchi. Right. And I told her she's got to make it like about a, about a ton. <laughs> and we got to get the right recipes because yeah. since she bought those little containers you told her about from Italy or whatever. The pickle it jars. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, those. She bought like uh, four of those, and man, she made some last night, her and the kids, and it's got a beautiful color. Yeah. And the daikon down here is a hot daikon. Oh, so nice. I tasted, I tasted it, man, and she tasted it, and it was like, whoo, this is going to have some heat to it. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, a hot daikon. I, got, I never had that. Me either. <laughs> 
So we're you know we're excited about the uh, the kimchi. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, my uncle just dropped me a note. He's heading out the door. My uncle Andrew said um, to tell you thanks for everything, and uh, hopefully his, your um, your paths will cross someday. So that'd be cool. Yeah, he that'd was, be cool. He 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 was just. I mean, that, just them exploring your place. You know, they never got a chance to meet you, but they got the. They still got the vibe and the flavor, even though it was mostly deconstructed. You could see the roots of of everything and what was going on there. So they were really taken aback by what you had done there. I mean, there was a, that's a homestead postage <laughs> stamp homestead, man. It was, it was an amazing spot. So just wanted to send that, send the love along. Well, back at him. Is this the guy in Avon that I met before? A different uncle Avon though. Yeah. Okay. Avon, but different uncle, the okay, younger, cool. the younger yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah, much respect, much respect. So what's the deal with the Volvos, man? <laughs> Volvos? Yeah. Just up and running, man. I got those brakes done. We're that's my that's my kid mobile. <laughs> it just rolls on and on and on. I hear you. I don't see many Volvos down here. I see a bunch of BMWs and Hondas. That's about it. Oh, newer cars? Usually, Pretty much, yeah. Usually, the Volvos are found around college campuses, um, especially like liberal yeah. arts schools. You know, that's right. usually where you see those. I mean, my car is actually from Cleveland Heights. It's a wow. '93, so twenty-year-old car, and suits me just fine. You know, we I love rolling around in that. That's the right. I don't know. I'm comfy in that little thing. The wife drives the big truck, pickup truck. Uh-huh. I stick with the little red wagon. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a cool ride when you and I went out to get those lights at the uh Rural King. That was a oh, yeah, nice yeah, ride. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Nice ride. Very solid. Oh yeah. Sweet man, I'm you know I'm really glad um, we made time to, to get caught up a little bit, share what you're up to. I know people want to know; everyone's asking. So, hopefully, we can make this a regular thing every month or so. Yeah, not a problem. I'd like you guys to um, meet some of my interns. I've I got about maybe ten interns total, and. They they range from college to grown men with two kids to uh, I'll have a nine ninth grade girl coming on this summer, but I'd like to possibly you know podcast via Skype or whatever with them. That mm. way you can ask them questions about you know what was before, yeah, yeah. and then where they're now. So yeah. you can the listeners and the viewers can you know take a trip a journey you know that'd be awesome yeah do that during business hours you know so that it's you know not an inconvenience to anyone do it as part of your work project and i'll yeah i'll make time for it absolutely that sounds fantastic good deal and then um yeah everyone's uh i'm sorry i was gonna say and then we gotta i'll get down there in person too 
Well, we got plenty of room, and there's plenty of room, man. You got you got plenty of room, plenty of time to hang out. Come on down. Sweet. It's about a about a seven hour, eight hour trip, depending. Oh, that's no problem. Yep, and we did ours in two days. We left at noon, like I said, and stayed overnight somewhere in West Virginia, and then woke up and did the rest of the you know four hours. It was great. Yeah, Nobody oh, was stressed cool. out, and um, everything worked out well, man. Oh yeah, very cool. And I think you'll, I think you'll be impressed with what you see when you come down. I'm sure I will. I know I will. Yeah. We're working on, um, you know, I, I went to a meeting for the incubator kitchen in Ohio City. Right. They got a girl now who seems a little more committed. That's kind of like overseeing the project. And they've procured mm-hmm. a building. Where's it's, it at? It's the, um, it's around 38th and Clark. This is an, the old Hildebrandt building. It was an old yeah. uh, sausage company. Huge. Right. 120,000 square feet. And um, this guy looks like he, he wants to turn it back into a food production facility. Right now, it's just a warehouse, garage, space. It's a, it's a mess. But it has, it has everything. I mean, you should see the coolers. They're, they're, uh, I was in one. It was 6,000 square feet, one of the coolers. Uh, it's wow. basically the basement, you know? Yeah. I think there was two 6,000 square foot coolers smaller ones upstairs so the idea is to turn that into a local food production facility as Good. an incubator kitchen so they're looking for people to get more involved i'm in the working group but they need someone to talk with the you know the the backers of the projects i'm not sure what they call right. that side of the pro you know i told them anyone but me because I am not going to deal with the bureaucrats. You know, I, I'm, I'd be the wrong guy. Right. right. But um, I, I, I do want to get involved in that, even though it's, it's a little bit urban for me. But <laughs> I'm going to get in there, mix it up. What's the timeline? Oh, it's a year or more. Okay. Yeah. Good. The, Good. the anchor is... Lake Erie Creamery. I think yep. they're they're based on twenty fifth right twenty fifth Street right now. Yep. And they just have like only eight hundred square feet where they are, and they need to grow. So they're yeah. they're the anchor tenant, and they're already starting their production facility in there. They're already working Good. with the ODA and the health department. So it's nice to have a, a quality anchor that's an existing business. Right. Uh, most right. of us are just fledgling, you know, dreamers and tinkerers. Right. I don't think anyone at the meeting had an actual food business, so we shall see. We're good. I'm glad you're involved, man. And you know what I told them? They were pretty much sucking at the teat of the corporate providers and these bureaucrats. And they're talking about this development community group and this the Mayor Jackson's office called and they wanted to help. And I said, why don't you tell them to go away? You know, I said, let's keep this community driven. Let's screw them. I don't want their filth. I don't want their stench on this. You don't want, I don't want Mayor Jackson's nothing down here. Keep your ass, go, go to that new casino, asshole. 
If I see one more tweet about that goddamn casino, I'm in a real. It's pretty amazing. I'm in an incubator kitchen, a community kitchen effort. Five five people showed up. Six. Right. 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 No mention of it anywhere in any. No publication. No nothing. But the casino. Oh, the fucking casino. Shit. Assholes. I, I mean, I, I don't have today. to. I don't. I don't have to explain to people that a casino is bullshit, do I? Do I actually have to break that down? I mean, I don't even bother. I just say, that. "How fucking stupid are you?" <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. I'm. I'm amazed that. Um, I saw some tweet last week about someone put a picture up of the line in front of the casino at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was thinking to myself, like, people are in line at 3 o'clock in the morning to blow money at 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, who has a second shift job where they get off at, you know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and has time to go to a casino? Or, mm-hmm. you know, who drives in from wherever to mm-hmm. go gamble at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then when they get out of the casino like at 6 or 7, you know, what are they going to do in downtown Cleveland? I mean... Yeah. Well, they're, gonna, they're leaving. I mean, there's nothing to do. Right. Right. It, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, man. Look, but, these, these people know, don't bring in money. They're consumers. No. They're grasshoppers. Right. They eat the fields. Right. They eat you to death. They kill you. They're the locusts that, you know, you need the ants. The ants are the workers in the community that build shelter, that build the environment that lasts for generation and generation. These goddamn grasshoppers, you invite them in, they're vampires. A casino is a vampire. The, the money that built it, it's, it's, oh, fuck it. I was telling my mother today when I talked I called her up that about back in the seventies they built this um these racetracks Thistledown and Northfield Park. And then I asked you right now, Brian, have you ever heard of Northfield Park? <laughs> I have actually heard of it, the name, but just by name. Right. I remember from when I was a kid, I remember um yeah, just the names. I, I don't, but no, I don't know anything about it. If it's still there or. It's the, both Thistledown and Northfield Park, I believe, are both still there. And the only way that they're still there is they have internet uh, horse racing. Ah, off, off track betting. The OTB. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all coming back it. to me. Yep. Okay. So you can imagine them spending lots of money to build this thing with taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. And it ran for a good 15, 20 years, and then it began to die. And then it died all the way to the point of it's, you know, it's one just, race a week type thing. Yeah, it's just a shell for gambling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we got this thing in downtown, and it's brand new. and People are going to come for the first year. And I don't know what the city gets out of it. If it's a large cut of tax dollars or tax revenue or how many jobs got created. But 
I would like to see some composting done in there, some vermicomposting done in there. I mean, yeah, I the saw whole your message is about high. that. Yeah, I saw your message about that. Who's going to get the compost you know, that comes out of that facility? But I was saying, I doubt there's a kitchen that actually has knives right. and cutting boards. It's probably just a Cisco truck, microwave, turbo oven, heat them and eat them. Yep. Well, we got to prove them wrong, man. Or just like you say, fuck them. That's it. Yeah, I would just pay them no never mind whatsoever. And right. I, yeah. That's the thing even with the incubator kitchen. you still got to be mindful of these grasshoppers and vampires. They'll see a good thing. Next thing you know, you've got an arm around you, and it's a photo opportunity. And a man in a suit has his arm around you, and he's taking his picture with you, and then he's gone. Right, right. And how many times have you experienced that in your life? Oh, back when I worked with a couple of nonprofits back in the early... 2000 era, 2000 to 2004, it was, it was constant. They would pimp the kids to um, get the photo op. Mm-hmm. And they would give, you know, a couple, couple hundred grand to the organization. And the kids would only see about 10 grand of that. And the big wigs on top, they would get the rest of that cut for yeah. their own salaries, you know? Sure. Yep. All right, man. I think time's up. All right, seven o'clock. You're right. Hey, um, yeah, you you just let me know whenever if you want to get together, talk with your people, you know, Skype it, video, whatever. Yeah, we can do it. Um, another couple of weeks. We hire everybody officially coming on board. Everyone starts in um, June first, and from there we'll be building gardens. We're building, we have all the land, everything's on private land because there's no, there's vacant lots down there, but it's all owned by the city, the county, or private landowners. And no one privately is giving it up because they won't want to hold on because the housing market is so great down here. Hmm. So everyone's holding on to their land. Okay. And we were able to get land donated to us by private landowners that wanted to do good with their land instead of just, you know, holding on to it. Hmm. So in the next um, in the next week, we'll have three of seven gardens up and running, and we'll have complete community cooperation with those gardens. People are really excited about the gardens getting started, mm-hmm. and we have to work with the city of Raleigh around food policy because there is no food policy right now. And you know, much like Cleveland, we got to talk about. You know, people being able to sell food from their own property. Mm-hmm. And the chicken thing is already in effect. So we don't got to worry about chickens down here. We can have chickens, no oh, nice, problem. Nice, good. But yeah, we got a bit of work to do over the next two months to get things up and running. But by the end of summer, sometime around September, we'll be up and running. We'll be strong. And everyone's really excited down here to be beginning a new process of thought and action. Oh, that's sweet. I'm re- that's really. I feel great, you know, hearing you say that because it was really tough for me to say goodbye to you, and I'm just so glad that it was for you know you moved on to a positive place and good people, and because I know you'll bring the goods, but I'm just happy to hear that you've got team members, <laughs> you know, that are going to support you. So that's it's really yeah, it's encouraging. I'm really happy for you, and we'll talk in a few weeks. You got it. All right, thanks, Brian. All right. Good okay. night, Maurice. 
Bye. Good night.